0: Today, we have Mr. Wang Gao on the show together with me. He's the Managing Director of IASC, that stands for International Aviation Supply Chain, IASC Leadership Summit. This annual summit happens in Shanghai, China every November, and I was very honored to partner with IASC since the first summit in 2018. The IASC team has done a lot of research of the China aviation industry and uh, published many reports. Here, I would like to tap into their knowledge and ask Van to share their insights of the opportunities and potential risks in China's aviation supply chain market. Welcome to the show, Van.
1: Hello, Michelle.
0: So, Van, could you first um, introduce yourself and the organization IASV to our audience?
1: Sure, sure. Thank you again for having me here to talk about China and the challenges and opportunities in the aviation aerospace sectors specifically. Firstly, I'd like to take this chance to wish our friends in the Washington States and the United States the best of luck in fighting this pandemic and economic reset. It is an opportunity. Whatever happens, we are stronger together, right?
0: Yes. Totally. So some
1: a uh, short self-introduction, I was born and raised in a small city in South China, a coastal city with beautiful ocean and wonderful seafoods. I came to Shanghai 18 years ago for my undergrad. And after graduation, I worked in a United, like, U.S. consulting firm, acquired later by the Pathanon Group. My job at the consulting firm was to help multinational companies with their China market expansion, market entry, strategies, and execution. And five years later, I joined a U.S. dollar private equity fund called Prax Capital. We help U.S. European investors investing in China, mostly in private-owned SMEs and taking them later IPO. Then I spent two years in the U.S., in Philly. And after finishing my MBA at the Warren Business School, I was inspired by the tremendous business opportunity in the aviation sectors in China, and I co-founded the company IASC, International Aviation Supply Chain. So a bit more information about IASC. IASC was founded with a mission, with a mission to create channels of cooperation among Chinese and global aviation supply chain companies and clusters, and also help the global SMEs to accelerate their efforts in building sustainable business in Asia. After two years, we have launched IASC Summit. The IASC Summit has become the most recognized annual aviation conference and networking event on a global scale in China with guests from all over the world. We have participants from 20 countries last year, including France, United States, Germany, Italy, Japan, Singapore and even uh, UAE, and also we have uh, speakers from the most, the top 10, top 20 uh, aerospace companies in the world, Airbus, Boeing, COMAC, you name it. So this is a brief introduction about myself and the company I founded.
0: Yeah. I see last year I attended the summit, the leadership summit. It's incredible. On one side, uh, so many people, so many leaders from the world come in to attend this summit and share their experience and their insights and uh, projection (laughs) to the future, right? On the other side, it's a great platform to get all people from this industry together and they build a relationship with each other. And I think another thing really, really important that your company and the platform is doing is, it's not a third summit, it's like 365 days follow-up and help to put together those business match meetings. I think that's what we call it. <laughs> Yeah, so people come here, they have this uh, match meetings to talk to the potential partners with really in-depth discussion on things. And then, of course, in the summit, they hear a lot of things. And there's a lot of social activities uh, the team is putting together to help those leaders, different companies uh, get together. So that's really incredible. So for today... I really want to tap into your knowledge and the team behind it to share with us about uh, the insights of the China aviation supply chain market. I know it's not just limited to China because what you are doing, your team is doing is really research the Overall, aviation supply chain market uh, worldwide, and you have a lot of knowledge and visited, uh, you know, different uh, uh, clusters in the world, in Europe, in North America, and I also supported on the North America side. So, but I think for our audience, many people are really, really interested in China, but they are not there, right? They are not uh, like you. In the ground, in Shanghai, in China, visiting the clusters, the suppliers every day, and the OEMs, of course. So I think maybe help us to understand a little bit about the China industry, the China market. I think I know ISC regularly publish reports based on the research on the aviation industry in China. And you have established a database in this field. To help our audience really understand the opportunity, maybe first, uh, I think it will be helpful for you to help us uh, paint a big picture of the China market by comparing China to the world. That will help us get a sense of uh, how the market looks like, how big it is, and what's the, the past and the future.
1: Okay, great. Sure, no problem. That's a great question. Um, like the overall landscape of what we see in the China market when we talk about the China market's potential, it all starts from the demand, the huge demand we're seeing in the next 20 years. Um, in the last report issued by Boeing, China will add an additional 8,000 new passenger aircraft in the next 20 years. Well, the pandemic will definitely bring this number down a bit, maybe 7,000, but still, it's a huge number. 8,000 is a number that's more than than that of North America combined.
0: 8,000 uh, aircraft uh, from, I forgot, uh, what are the year
1: range? 20 years. 8,000 in 20 years. In 20 For years. passenger aircrafts. Well, not including those uh, smaller uh, general aviation jets.
0: Those are the large... a, so.
1: it Well, it's translating to trillion-dollar demand, and not only including the procurement of aircraft, but including the whole supply chain, materials, interior, MRO, maintenance and repair, education, and, of course, manufacturing. Well, we're seeing a huge demand in China. So the second opportunity is much less talked about, and, but it's more interesting to us. And it should be more interesting to overseas SMEs. So this is about the needs of the global OEMs and Tier 1 players they have motivation and, or pressures to produce in China. I'm not sure whether you've heard of the offset policies in the aviation sector. If not, I can quickly introduce the offset policies. So offset, for example, like in India, in India, the aerospace offset quota is 15%, which means that in order to sell, for example, a like $1 million program to India, a foreign company, has to locally produce or purchase like products and parts worthy of 150 million or 15% of the total package. So in China, the offset, the government doesn't have like a fixed number, such as 15% for aerospace projects. But we believe the number well, the national, the international standard is about the same level, say 10 to 15%. But the current status in China is less than is below mm-hmm. five, so it's uh, there's huge room to grow. When we talk to our speakers, the OEMs, T O ones about this problem, the offset problem, that the biggest headache, the biggest gap is that there are not many qualified local suppliers to work with. So they're motivated to bring their Western, very established supply chain to China to help them to help them like, grow their business in the China market. So if there's a bottleneck of producing in China, there's a bottleneck of selling into China, mm. in Asia.
0: So what I heard from you is, if we look at the opportunities, on one side is the aircrafts, mm-hmm. companies like Boeing, Airbus, and the China OEM, Comac, they are producing a lot for aircrafts. So because the China market needs it. So that's the one side. But on the other side, because these big OEMs, they need to build their aircraft, then it comes with the opportunities for the supply chain. The smaller players who are providing those parts to make the aircraft that you see a greenfield in China, because there's a very small number of companies that are in that supply chain today, that means a lot of opportunities for overseas suppliers who are not that that big, like the OEM. But there are many, many thousands, thousands of them. They have opportunities to supply to China either continue with their current buyer, the yes, OEMs, buyers. yeah, and also potentially China Comac.
1: Yes, that's oh. absolutely correct.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I think that's the big picture. We see the opportunities and we categorize into that. And you also compared that China, the demand of the aircraft to the other parts of the market. China is the biggest market in the future. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think you did a great job in painting the big picture as well as pointing out the gap that exists today. Now, we can clearly see these uh, opportunities, as you mentioned, for our foreign companies in the supply chain to fill in the gap. However, it's not very easy for companies from other countries, foreign companies, to just uh, jump into the China aviation market. I think uh, there are some fundamental things for companies, uh, for the suppliers uh, to understand first, so that they would be able To have a successful business and partnership in China. So, can you help us to understand what are some fundamental issues those foreign companies must consider first when they consider in China?
1: Okay, you are absolutely right. It's not easy. It's sometimes very difficult for a foreign, especially SMEs, to consider the international expansion, to enter a foreign country, territory without any like preparation and resources. So the IAC, we firstly started the company with the annual summit platform. Within the summit platform, we have the chance to connect with the world's leading aerospace clusters and local SMEs in the Washington State, Paris Region 2, UK, Germany, and so on. So we take the chance to speak with SMEs about their challenges and opportunities, the problems that concern them, Going internationally, so there are three fundamental questions in their minds. Number one is where are the business opportunities. Well, mm-hmm. we touched on that question a little bit just minutes ago. And number two is where are my local partners? How to identify the right partners? And number three is how to manage risk? How to protect my IP? How to like uh, build a system that can make sure the business goes like <laughs> smoothly and. The ISC company, the platform, is built. Like we are we're building our business model around these questions. So this is what we do. Like there's well if I you need me to sum up what we do in several sentences or words. I would say like we filter, we connect, and we provide capital.
0: Filter, connect and provide capital. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about it.
1: Sure, filtering. Filtering essential. When I talk to my team and friends and speakers, I always say, less is more. Less is more. We have been mapping out China's aerospace clusters. We need to be able to tell our partners, tell our overseas SMEs the right partners, the right areas to get in, the right directions to look at. Well, there are some databases in the market. They say there are 3,000 companies in China that are involved in aerospace. That's a long list. What we do at IAC is the opposite. We do short listing, which means in our radar screen, there are only less than 100 Chinese companies that have the capability and that have prepared to work with overseas SMZs. So we have been visiting 100 companies every year locally. 20, 30 clusters locally, regional clusters locally, meeting government officials, meeting management of those companies and their customers, their supply chains. We are able to do kind of like preliminary due diligence on where are the established, comparably, established clusters in China and what are the like qualified companies? Where are the companies in who are they and what they do, and how to e- make, do the evaluation and, and later evaluation. So, we we'll talked a little bit about mapping out the cluster. For example, like Hangzhou is for aerostructure, Suzhou for engine parts, Xinjiang for composite, Shanghai for aircraft assembly. So, we're seeing emerging clusters in local supply chains already in, uh, happening in China. So, this is very exciting.
0: Yeah, uh, I have a question here. Because of those uh, 1,000 companies, you shortlist 100 uh, Yesh, right? Uh, you think those are ones that uh, are ready or have the capability to collaborate or uh, work partner with the foreign SMEs in the aviation supply chain if they want to work together. So what are some criterias that you used to screen out the others and then these are the ones you think are good to go?
1: Okay. Well, that's uh, a good question. A tough question. It's uh, quite uh, sensitive for us to s- disclose our like selection or due diligence criteria. But mm-hmm. uh, some key points. Some key points. Number one, they have to have the certification. Certification from major OEMs, like multinational OEMs, and tier one suppliers. Number two, they need to get the certification of selling overseas, for example, the NETCAP certification. And number three, they have good records like paying tax, hiring, expertise. And when talking to management, they they know what's going on in the market. They know how to build uh, international connections and work. They have experience working overseas.
0: Mm. So you have your own criteria. At least meet these criteria, you think uh, they are pretty good a company or in sound business to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. These are the criteria I mentioned uh, is the, are the first, like, first screening process. Mm. We have like, much more items to work on.
0: Okay, so at least the IASC is the gatekeeper, that's the word I want to use to screen out those companies. That's why I use the word screen and filter them. yes.
1: So the second thing we do is connect. After the featuring, we are leveraging the CIE and IASC Summit platform to connect European-US cluster developed clusters, or Chinese-developing clusters, and starting from there, we also organize matchmaking activities for companies from different regions. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to capital. So you can think of IASC as, you as a accelerator.
0: Before you move to capital, I think the clusters you mentioned very briefly about this and... So tell us a little bit more about, you know, in China, how those clusters are formed and they are in different cities spread out in China. For some people trying to really understand this Mm -hmm. dynamics of this aviation industry, even though it's just emerging, give us some ideas on well, how it is located and how it is formed, and what's the role the government is playing in that because it's very different than many other countries.
1: Okay, well, that's a very complicated question. Make it simple. So when we talk about clusters, we really need to look at, for foreign companies, for especially SMEs, really need to look at where the big guys are. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult for a region to claim itself a cluster without any landmark or cornerstone companies. For example, like Suzhou. In Suzhou, we have Safran Landing Gear, Saffron Engine, GE Aviation, SAM, Singapore Aerospace Manufacturing, Helmet, PCC, Precision Cast Parts, Hollywood Aerospace. So with these big companies, located in one area and producing more locally. A cluster of local suppliers have the chance to grow and prosper. That's what we're looking at. So in terms of the right partners, I think in terms of like the clusters, I think the, the key is to look for the big guys, the big, your existing customers in the development in China. Mm. Yep. And in terms of the role of government, I think, yes, the a regional government is really important in the whole process because they are the policymakers. They determine the subsidies going to the industry, different uh, like tax policies going to specific sectors, and also the land and all supports. And one more thing is about the, some regional government ex- actually has organized also a, um, we call it industry-specific funding uh, in industry-specific private equity funds to also help SMEs to grow their business in the process. So, so these the are the items to look at. Hmm.
0: Some local government they provide funding to attract foreign companies uh, coming to their area uh, to invest. Yeah. Not necessarily.
1: Well, it's really sensitive, right? Not necessarily in like equity, right? Hmm. Some regional government provides that. Like loans with like attractive rates. Mm. So these are the parts we can consider.
0: I think that's a very good bridge to the third thing that IASC is doing because your company is also working on the capital side to help foreign companies fund their projects. Yeah. Can you tell us more about the role of IASC playing here?
1: Yeah, capital, we are team. Our team members have experience in venture capital, in uh, engine investing, in private equity, all the life circle of investment, distress, and also. So, well, you can think of ISC as accelerator, the aviation supply chain, build connection with the world's major aviation clusters. We also provide hands-on services to SMEs, including information, local resources, Intellectual property protection and capital. So, we start with the summit and data to build open collaboration among the clusters and then among companies. So, the filtering process is really key to capital. Uh, once we have a short list of local suppliers that are capable to work foreign SMEs, and, we, and then on the other hand, we have a short list of foreign SMEs that are willing. Or to take the chance to look at the China opportunity, then we we have the summit to to matchmaking, and then we provide capital to facilitate the growth and business.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I see IASC is the one that connecting both sides: the foreign companies wanting to tap into the China market and the Chinese local partners so who are looking for partners or. Yeah, players. So that's uh, where you are playing there, not just uh, matchmaking. You provide uh, all kinds of services to make sure the business would happen, the partnership will happen. That's great. I think uh, just thinking about uh, any foreign companies coming to China is something... You know, not very easy to do. Um, There's a lot of consideration there, and especially China and the industry, aviation industry, the government, uh, there's a lot of policies, uh, controls, and certification, right? All these things are there. So finding the right partner uh, to work with, that's uh, a very key step for them to be successful in the China market. Now, just thinking about our audience, people, some of them are in the aviation industry, are the ones thinking about someday they want to test the China market or find ways to do business in the China market. Based on your understanding of the market and all this research you've done, what are some advice that you can give to our audience who are thinking about this big market? In China can they do to control and reduce the potential risks when they come to this market or consider their market entrance strategy and where can they find help?
1: Sure, that's, uh, we give a lot of thoughts into this type of question. So my advice would be first, talk to your customers. Talk to your existing customers to see if they have already have a presence in China or Asia, mm-hmm. and what are their plans are, right? Are they like um, ramping up the capacity in Asia? Are they want to produce more? Are they wanting to like, attract their suppliers to work locally with them? Yeah. So number one is talk to your customers, existing ones. Um, second is find out their plan, find out where they are in Asia, in China, find out their next 10 years plans in China. And the most, well, the risk, when we see like different like market entry strategies, the risky ones are the ones that are saying, I, I'm going to f- just get into the market. So this is very risky. The safer or more durable approach is to grow with your Existing customers in international expansion process.
0: So what you are saying is uh, follow your existing customers. If they expand yes. to other countries, then you know you may consider yeah.
1: that's
0: the place that you want to expand to.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And second is to find local partners that have already built the connections with local customers. So. Going back to your previous question about selection criteria of local partners, another criteria, very important one, is that whether they have already tapped into or the AVIC supply chain, they've spent a lot of resources, time, and expertise getting there. So you don't have to do it again, right? Don't have to waste resources for the foreign SMEs. Mm.
0: So the local partner, they are the salespeople. <laughs> they already have the customer relationship. So you come here, bring your expertise, uh, the products, the technical expertise, and then can just tap into that uh, sales channel they already have.
1: When we talk to the local suppliers, they also have a needs to partner with overseas peers. They have the certification, they have get into the supply chain, they're selling to the foreign OEM tier ones, also to Comac, but they still want to expand the business. Mm-hmm. They come up, well, they are facing difficulties in sometimes when the customer has a request they, they cannot fulfill because of lack of expertise and knowledge. So mm-hmm. they need to kind of um, build up their capacity at the same time, the expertise. Mm-hmm.
0: So if some SMEs they they don't want to have a joint venture with a Chinese company. They just want to have their 100% share of the company so that they can control everything. Is that a feasible approach to enter into China for this aviation market?
1: Okay, well it depends, right? It's always a case by case assessment. But in general, in general, it's easier. It's easier path to consider joint venture. Mm-hmm. In my, as I mentioned, in my consulting career, I work a lot of, uh, with multinational companies coming to China. Joint venture is always the smart choice to leverage your expertise in the local business development channels.
0: Okay, so you highly recommend a joint venture type of approach?
1: Case by case, but um, it's always good to consider this uh, possibility.
0: Okay, well, that's great. I really hope next time we can really dig into the clusters you mentioned in China and show us the map (laughs) of these different um, clusters in China, what their strength is and uh, what are the big guys in those clusters in this way this can help the suppliers get at least a first uh, assessment of the china market they know okay these are the places i should target to that's something uh, for our next uh, session before we end this call I think it would be really helpful if you can share with us how people can reach out to you or IASC if they have questions or if they want to get more information.
1: Yeah, sure. Feel free to connect us via Michelle. And also you can log on to our website, www.iasc.com.cn to connect with us. Great. Well,
0: thanks so much for today's show, and I learned a lot from you, and you also have done a great job to paint the big picture and pinpoint the gap for our audience, as well as pointing out the approach. Today, we have talked about opportunities and the risks in China's aviation supply chain market. I want to thank our audience for being here with us. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. Talk to you again next time. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zell. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.